Next, we're on episode 19, and this one is all about T5s. Episode 19 of the 52 Weeks of Reefing was called Compelling Data for Using T5 Lighting on Your Reef Tank. This is actually kind of that start of the, some investigate series tests that we did. Uh, got some data on the T5 lights and talked about it in the 52 weeks. Uh, but here's the core belief where we stand today on T5 lighting. That was 2015, Yeah. Right, uh, back then. Today, I will say that uh, our core belief on T5 lighting is this. T5 is the ideal biology and replacing the sky effect of that horizon light. Replicating. But it's not the future. Yeah. So... T5 is the ideal biology in replicating the sky effect, but not the future. Not Meaning the future. T5s are blanketing the whole tank in light from every direction. It is the sky effect of horizon to mm -hmm. horizon, 360 through the whole tank. Blended even spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming from all angles, especially when you think about that it's not illuminating the tank per se, mm. but it, it is illuminating the aquascape inside. Then the, lob, the lighting object is bigger than what you're trying to illuminate, which means it literally is coming from every direction. 360. Bouncing yeah. off the glass, back in, it's coming from everywhere because it's such a wide angle form of light. So ideal, uh, T5 is the ideal biology replicating the sky effect, but the hang-up here, here is, it is it's not the future, and we'll share a few reasons as to why. Sorry, but it is the truth. I know that's a hard thing to hear, man, because you got this like technology. I mean, still sitting on this one right here behind us. And there's, uh, there's a lot of discussion in the hobby of like, oh, everybody's you know, a bunch of the pros and people are going back to these old technologies like T5s and metal halides. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, so what matters most when it comes to T5 lighting uh, and using it on your reef tank uh, as it as it relates to the core belief. Uh, first one is lighting is, like you said, lighting is larger than the object it's trying to illuminate. So uh, when, you, when you look at the, like any tank, you, know, you look at this tank behind us, you look at your tank at home, uh, you're not trying to light or grow the glass. You know, you're not trying to light the edges of the tank. Uh, you made an aquascape inside of the glass box uh, it doesn't touch wall to wall and edge to edge. So it's, it means you're going to get some space between the glass and your actual aquascape. Uh, so when you talk, when you talk about light, uh, lighting and being larger than the object you're trying to illuminate, my aquascape is only this big, but the T5 light is 24 by almost 24. If you're talking like a 60 gallon cube in, a, in an eight bulb T, uh, an eight bulb 24 inch fixture, that thing is definitely bigger than the single coral or the multiple corals I'm trying to illuminate on the aquascape. So the goal here is to wrap the object in light. So if I stuck up my hand here and I only had uh, one direction of light, uh, I'm gonna see a shadow yeah. behind it on the floor anywhere. The only way you're not going to see a shadow is if the light uh, object is significantly bigger than my hand, meaning the light is coming and hitting all sides of my hand and the ground behind it evenly. Yeah. Uh, that's the only way. And so if you think of a coral reef uh, in the ocean, the sky is absolutely bigger uh, than the reef. <laughs> it's coming from every angle all, all over the place. Yeah. And in, in, a, in a reef, you know, with the T5s, not only is the light object, a grid of T5s, bigger than the aquascape in most cases, 
But again, because they're super duper wide angle coming out of that bulb as well as a reflector, it's hitting the glass and being reflected back mm. in. We saw that in the BRS Investigates. Very, very little light in a water-filled box actually goes through the glass. Yep. Almost all of it refracts and then reflects back into the tank and back at the aquascape and sometimes even hitting the sand and then back up again, yeah. right? So that is the biggest thing here is that uh, what matters most about T5s is that lighting object is larger than the thing, or the thing that it's trying to illuminate. Mm -hmm. All right, another thing that matters about uh, T5s is there's no spectrum hotspots. No, this is one where you can't, so we do the shadow, or we do the spectrum blending test in the, a lot of our, all of our light testing that we do, uh, where you hang the light above the tank, you put some ripples on the water, because that's usually what, typically what breaks up spectrum, and when you have a T5 up there, ripples on the water and underneath the tank, you're taking spectrum shots every few seconds in LEDs and in, uh, in, the, in the lighting options that do not blend the best, you'll see spikes and jumps in the, in the spectrum. You'll see even, it all over the place. I don't even need the tool. I can look inside the tank oh, and see, see red and green and shades yeah. of blue and white <laughs> shooting all over the place. However, T5 had it right early on, and we're not even thinking, I guess it was just ha lucky happenstance. The, just the nature of the blended gases in the bulb, and the bulb being, you know, like a, it's a frosted bulb, it all the reflectors, it all comes back down. There is no individual spectrums here. Uh, you can change out the bulb combos, and still, by the time that it hits the water, even before it hits the water, the spectrum's completely blended. So when you do that dynamic spectrum test down below the tank, uh, it's flat. Uh, that those pest spectrum pinks do the, not change. The nature of the bulb is it's illuminating a blended spectrum of all these things. Nature of the LEDs is they're all little individual peaks that we're just trying to like, essentially without the diffuser, you're essentially taking these little cones and hoping that they're just gonna overlap enough, enough. that they create some new color. By the time it hits the tank. Yeah, but the problem is that the ripples on the surface of the water don't allow those cones to actually do that. They capture that light. It's those magnified uh, caustic lines, but now it's a magnified caustic line, laser beam of red, green, whatever color it might mm. be. And, you know, it depends on like where even the, the strengths of that beam is probably really, really high at the top of the tank, less so at the bottom of the tank. So you can debate this one all over the place. Uh, does it matter uh, whether or not the spectrum is blended? Uh, I'm going to skip that debate because if I gave everybody an option where uh, the, they were perfectly blended or one where I'm visually seeing red, green, and blue shoot all over the place yeah. and the, the, the meter is telling me that it is not blended, 100 out of 100 reefers will pick the option that is blended. You know, if cost yeah. is taken out of the equation, all the rest of it, uh, if we're asking about which one is best, 100 out of 100 reefers will tell you the blended spectrum uh, that came from T5s or halide bulbs, uh, or even mm. uh, out of uh, well-designed LEDs uh, with the diffusers are a superior way than just allowing these caustic lines of uh, you know, laser beam 620 type. nanometers straight. Boom, yeah. hit it super hard, because we don't even know the effects of that at all. And, ah. Well, that's the, oh, and that brings us back to the point of the one we just talked about is if the ultimate goal is to emulate the nature and the sky and the sun, 
there are zero, uh, you know, individual wavelengths of color in the ocean. It just, Doesn't there exist. is no beam of red. There is no beam of green. There is no beam of uh, straight UV or infrared. You know, actually, I had a friend of mine <laughs> that actually put the uh, uh, Philips Coral Cares over the tank, right? And then they had some problems with the SPS at the very top. Uh, and uh, reached out to Coral Care and they said, oh, you have mounted it too close and the spectrum's probably not blended well enough at that point. Even the diffused option, uh, mm -hmm. the manufacturer, and sure enough, uh, he raised it up and uh, it's the same PAR level, still matches the same PAR, but now the spectrum and now he's not having those problems at the top mm -hmm. of the tank. So, you know, Thinking about the one of the reasons why T fives work so well is is no definitely that. Uh, okay, this is actually one of the big deals too with T fives was uh, the setting recommendations are just how many bulbs to the application. Yeah, I did a bunch of investigating tests on uh, four bulb, six bulb, eight bulb, and some different uh, bulb color combinations, and you know hey, that. Uh, softy LPS tank, that 50 to or that 75 to a 150 range of par that you're trying to shoot for. All I needed was a four bulb T5. Mixed tank with some SPS at the top with a little bit of higher par at the top and still that same uh, lower par in the middle. All I needed was a six bulb T5. And mm -hmm. for some reason, like this, this hit, uh, even though I wasn't, I'd, when I was a, I'm, I'm a big T5 fan and I have been for a long time. I've had fours, sixes, and eights. And uh, so eight, you know, eight bulb was what you would consider when you wanted an SPS dominated system. And uh, it, I don't even remember the conversation being like, uh, um, it, was, it was just a conversation that was known. Like if you're, you're not gonna get SPS part or what you want, need for SPS if you get a four bulb. So and for me, like when I entered, it was, there was only two options. Like there was by the tech fixture yeah. or by the ATI fixture. I mean, there was a bunch of garbage out there too, but it was the, here's a cheap option with the tech fixture, there's no fan and whatever. This is how many bulbs you should use if you want LPS, this is how many yeah. bulbs you should use. SPS, here's a couple of combinations of those mm. things. Uh, and so it was like really a, a debate between two fixtures and uh, a couple bulb combinations. Like, you could settle on what was best really easy yeah, or a whole group of things that were working. There's not, there's not a whole lot of camp to argue about uh, out one of what of the six bulbs, which combo is better than another combo. And their spectrums are, are so closely, so close together. The, you know, the, the blue plus versus the aqua blue special versus, uh, you know, some of these other are the true actinics. Their spectrum ranges aren't a whole hell of a lot different. Just a subtle difference or like add in like the 420 nanometer peak mm -hmm. so you get some uh, vibrant fluorescence. But Basically like the blue plus and the aqua blue special, uh, the only difference was is the... A little bit more white. The, you know, well, they pulled out the green and yellow yeah. and which just made more blue, you know? <laughs> uh, and so that but, is one of the things is like, no, nobody was failing with T5s because it's like everybody knew exactly how to advise each other. Yeah. We all had settled on the right thing and go do that, plug it in the wall, put it on an eight hour timer and call it a day. Well, and it was easy for you to, to go find somebody who, uh, you know, say find a mentor who's doing what you want in the tank that you want and just say, hey, what's your, bulb, uh, what's your bulb combo? And I used to, oh, that was one thing I loved to do is in my description of my forums or watching other people's descriptions in their forums, their signature line had the A plus, comma B plus, comma C plus, comma AB plus, 
and you knew that there was their their T5 bulb spectrum, uh, their mm -hmm. T5 bulb choice. And so I just go buy that. Super easy, man. Easy. Yeah. Uh, emulate people's success is a couple of bulb choices and a plug it in the wall. Uh, what also matters most is T5s are the cheapest way to do this exceptionally well. Still today. Yeah. Horizon to Horizon 360, blanketed in light. Maybe. I cannot think of a way of doing that, achieving that same goal, bouncing off the glass, coming back in because it's so wide angle, doing that as well for cheaper than a T5 bulb. I think, I think it would be extremely hard for us to find somebody who whose tank failed because T5, due to the T5 lights. It would it would be something completely different. You could never, I could- You're Grossly misuse. I hardly, I don't, I don't know how you could do that either. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, <laughs> what also matters most, we already managed, managed here, or mentioned many times, is T5 lever the glass. This is actually kind of a little bit of a pet peeve of mine in the past yeah. is, you know, when we used to test, uh, or like when everybody used to test lights in open air, it would look like things with focused reflectors, like halides with little focused reflectors that kept it in the deep, grid. Deep punch. Yeah, or LEDs with super narrow mm. uh, lenses were like the most efficient and uh, had punch. They could get it to the bottom and they would have the most light. That's because in that environment, the wide angle uh, T5s are like spilling out over all mm. over the ground and you're just not measuring most of the mm. light. However, when you put it in a glass box and Completely it all different. refracts and then reflects back into the tank, uh, all the light stays inside the tank, mm. you know, or most anyway. It's probably what fueled that conversation that only metal halides could grow SPS and T5s couldn't. And it was then, crazy talk. And then finally, like, well, look, I'm doing it. What do you mean? I know way more people <laughs> that had success with T5s and halides. And it's not that halides aren't successful because obviously they, they are. Obviously but are. like, if you're talking about super easy plug and play. And part of it is because there's actually a lot more options for halides. There's yeah. a lot more bulbs actually, uh, are different kinds. Different Kelvins. Uh, yeah. Different Kelvins. And there's a lot more reflectors and the reflectors were easier to screw up if you didn't know what they were doing or the right mounting height. Because yeah. you could you know burn things pretty easy with that. <laughs> uh, but hard lessons, number one, with uh, compelling data for <clears throat> T5s. Uh, on your reef tank. Yeah. We just said a lot of reasons why they're awesome, but some hard lessons. These are some hard lessons. It's gonna be hard for a lot of people to swallow, but uh, we believe it's true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you were reading the tea leaves. Uh, hard lesson, first hard lesson about T5s is they're the, the bulbs specific to, to our purpose in our industry, in our hobby. The bulbs are limited runs and there's a limited timeline that they're going to continue making these bulbs. It, it, it's the, the future is short. The future of T5 bulb <laughs> production is on uh, life support. It's at this not point. if, it's when. Yeah. A lot of the a lot of the manufacturers don't even produce the bulbs. They do like limited runs. They'll turn the factory back on for a minute. I mean, it hurts. Run yeah, it hurts my heart to, to hear it. But you have to embrace like the if you if you just look around the world in industries outside of our in, uh, and outside of ours. Uh, those technologies are being phased out for newer like LED type technologies. Office lighting is one of the biggest ones. Mm -hmm. uh, you think like the, the amount of money that's made from office type lights and T5 fluorescent bulbs versus the amount of uh, money in the industry for the hobby and the special uh, spectrum wavelengths we desire. 
we're, we're going to be one of the first bulbs to get stop being produced. I mean, just look at you. You could go to Home Depot a long time ago and see T5 everything, fluorescent oh, yeah. bulb, everything. Get cases of them. Yeah, yeah, now, dude, it's it's all LED, mm -hmm. right? So all the uses. And like, if you think of where T5 lamps are predominantly used, yeah. it is uh, mostly in warehouse and office building type environments, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, they, those things were all switching over. In, in Europe, they're forcing them, and actually where most of the aquarium bulbs are actually the European fluorescent uh, tube manufacturers. They're allowing them for certain instances to continue creating them, but eventually that factory isn't gonna be profitable to run anymore. Yeah. You know, so, I well, if I had to wager a guess on it, there's no more than a few more years of bulb production. So if you are into T5s, heart and souls, this is your way to do it. Stock up. Go stock up on bulbs because you probably want 10 years worth well, uh, because it's not, they're, they're gonna go away. Uh, you think about like, as as a hobbyist, I'd be like, well, why can't like why can't KZ just continue to making these bulbs for the industry? They why can't those. they? <laughs> no, they don't make just because their names on them, uh, or uh, you know, these bulbs are not made by those people. And in probably almost all instances, they're made by a, a factory that makes those bulbs, but they're special runs. Yeah, there, there's a companies, a handful of companies that make T5 bulbs in the world, and they've reached out to the best ones and said, hey, make this specific formulation. But if they stop making T5 bulbs for other applications, it's, it's done. It's a, yeah. Uh, so, and I actually would have been surprised if it hasn't already ended already. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, halides are almost gone. We're going to get to those next. Yeah, but, like, so, uh, I don't know. I'd be curious to say, like, if you guys share, do you mm -hmm. think that uh, five years from now somebody will still be manufacturing, and not an aquarium company, because aquarium companies don't manufacture bulbs, uh, that some <laughs> giant facility uh, like a produces up, like a, global, yeah. uh, uh, like, production of T5 bulbs is still making these things in five years? I I don't see it. I'd be shocked. I'd man. Come back. Oh, come back and share this video with us. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. All right, but it is a limited time and limited runs. So, another hard lesson here. Uh, this one isn't like super hard, but it is something to think about. It is, especially right. We're doing it right here on the 160. You have 110 volt power hanging on something that weighs about 80 pounds above the tank, hanging from the ceiling. We talked uh, about this in our safety and electrical episode a couple days ago. If your hands were in there and that thing fell in, uh, you're gone. <laughs> you know, right? So that's one of the benefits of today's technologies is like they're like DC options of uh, driving the LEDs and they don't have 110 hanging over the power mm -hmm. unless, unless they're really, really, really cheap options. Right. Some of yeah. those do, but like most LEDs don't do that anymore. So, uh, and and I say that as somebody who not with T5s, but with, a bunch. with compact fluorescent bulbs, I had my hands in a frag tank and bumped that thing, the little plastic core life legs fell off and went in there. And if <laughs> I didn't have that dry lock floor, I wouldn't hear, be here talking to you about it. So, <laughs> uh, you know, back in the world where there was no other option than 110 over the tank, uh, I understand. But uh, like, if you talk about safety with anybody, putting 110 volt power hanging suspended with cheap legs or drywall being the thing that's preventing you from getting fried or anybody in your family. Scary. Uh, you could debate whether that's a terrible option, but it's not the best option by yeah. any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, when you really sit down and look at it and think about it, you're like, man, that is kind of scary. All right, so there is All also right. a piece this of 
biology, which we've been talking a lot about, but also I want to see the thing with my eyes and yeah, love it. This one hurts me. Okay. Uh, hard lesson for T5s, and I'll, 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 I'll embrace this now, even though I fought it for so long. The flat T5 look is a 5 out of 10. And I agree because uh, I've had just the flat T5 look. And uh, I've since then, you know, added you know, LEDs. I've been I was supplementing with LEDs on my 90 cube, and ever since uh, I I uh, had some LED strips. But I can yes, I can say I can agree with you that flat uh, nothing is everything is floating. These fish aren't swimming in the water. There's no shimmer lines. There's no nothing. It's just flat. It's like a, a painting on the wall with no motion. Yeah, if you just only got T5s and that's the only thing you're running. Again, it looks like that painting of a picture, not of a piece of a reef yeah. that came out. Also, what it looks like is that teal color. There's no way of getting around mm. this teal color that pops out of all of the popular bulbs. Yeah. The, the Specifically Blue Plus, Blue Plus yeah, and the ATI sp Blue Special. All of them have this weird, I shouldn't say weird, they just have this teal color in there that visually to me just isn't ideal i don't have the shimmer and so if i'm talking about perfection meaning you know zero is just total garbage and 10 is the best the tank could ever look if you peel out all of the shimmer the rhythm and the sense of movement out of the tank and you kind of add this kind of turquoise color to it I mean, you could debate whether it's a five or a six or a six and a half, but getting past six and a half when 10 is perfection, I just don't think you can say it. So, and the reality is you bought this thing and you built it to look at. The way that you absorb it is visual, right? Well, it goes back to the last episode we just covered when we said that it's the sun, it's the sky and it's those caustic lines, those, uh, you know, shimmer lines and everything in the ocean that plays a part, uh, you know, in the health and the, the vitality, the growth, the whatever, the corals. Uh, T5s, uh, I mean, obviously grew corals, so you didn't mm -hmm. need the shimmer lines like we said in the last episode. You don't need them. But, you know, if you're taking a slice of the ocean, the ocean has that in there. Uh, now I, I can't live without it. Nope. Uh, this actually hits on this one, that teal color is it looks terrible on camera. Like oh, nobody's yeah. phone can take a shot of a T5 only tank without it looking super washed out and terrible. And, and <laughs> like, you know, 15 years ago, that wasn't an issue, man, because no, yeah, we all had flip phones. No Insta Instagrams and Snapchats. Yeah, it, like we weren't sharing our pictures that way. Yeah. Like, I had to use photo bucket to be able to share a, a photo on uh, uh, Reef <laughs> yep. Central, right? That's true, I remember that. Yeah, so like it wasn't, it's not the same thing today. Now you want to share the stuff instantaneously. And I, I can tell you right now, like we told you that this is a T5 uh, uh, LED hybrid that's mm -hmm. happening behind us. Those are blue pluses and castles. The T5s are off. In every video you see uh, of us here, we have to turn the T5s off, otherwise it looks terrible on camera. Yeah. Uh, you will not, it would, you would just look at it and it would all look out washed out and teal and terrible. So uh, in a world where people like to share, that kind of tealy mm. peak or, or whatever the, the T5 bulb is doing does not come out on camera. We also well. said in the last one that features don't, uh, don't grow coral. Um, but there's, I mean, there's a nice feature of LEDs where I can, you know, have a setting on them that goes uh, photo mode, and then go take a go take a picture and then uh, set it set it back. Mm -hmm. If I wanted to do that with T5s, I'd have to unscrew a couple bulbs and get to my whiter ones. But 
Uh, we didn't hit this one here. Yeah, I got a couple more. Right. I just thought it would, uh, that we were talking about that teal color. <laughs> uh, so the teal color, though, also, they're, like, the options of the T5s now, like, once you've unlocked this Spectrum box and I have the ability to tune it, you know, both into a Spectrum that's good for the coral, but also visually for my eye, mm. well, the only options that you had before with T5s were really, like, I could... You know, add a little bit more purple. I could add a little bit more red. I, I, like, it was, you know, like an artificially too. Like, you know, I didn't add a lot of violet in many cases. I added the, that purple plus bulb, which was just more red because red and blue mm. make purple. It was like it was really limited, and you were also not totally even because you know I got one purple plus over here, and these are blue pluses, so the tank isn't really actually a hundred percent even. Uh, I, I don't know. You know, that's one of the problems that with those bulbs is you also had to buy twice as many yeah, bulbs as you needed and swap them all out until you finally get to the color you wanted. Well, I mean, I mean, it been a cursing, a curse and a blessing uh, in that you know I didn't have the keys to all of the spectrum like an LED does, so mm -hmm. I can't turn my tank a hundred percent red or a hundred percent green or a hundred percent violet mm -hmm. uh, because uh, their bulbs didn't exist to do that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and this is another piece. Uh, how do you get rid of fluorescent tubes? I've always thrown them away, but I know now that that is completely wrong. They're filled with mercury. Mm. Uh, you know, so you are not allowed to put those things in your trash can. Yeah. You might do it anyway, uh, but for anybody that chooses to not put mercury into a landfill uh, or mm. pollute the groundwater or whatever, uh, you have to bring the stupid bulbs to a recycling center. Yeah. Uh, or like, or break them. I and mean, if you break them, you don't want to breathe the stuff that's inside of it. Uh, like, uh, dude, <laughs> they're hard to get rid of. Uh, they're hazardous waste, uh, and they're filled with mercury. And the, when you get rid of those bulbs, for, in fact, a lot of people I know, you can just go over to their house, and their garage has you know sixty of those things in there because they just have never gotten around to yeah. get rid of them. Yeah. You know, they're just sitting there waiting to break. Yeah, I mean, you, in some places, you might have to pay to go to get dispose of them. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know about here. Uh, it seems like something like places in California or some heavily oh, yeah. populated places would make you uh, Every charge you a center. fee to recycle some hazardous waste. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Uh, all right. So, uh, hey, uh, they're the T fives. Don't get us wrong, man. I love them. They're on all kinds of tanks that I set up. Uh, but uh, at this point, I think it's time to embrace. They're on a limited. They're on life support yeah. at this point in time. And so how do we use new technology today to emulate the things that we got out of it and actually not just achieve, you know, the same like level of benefit, but let's beat it. Let's get the same performance and then all the other things that we want as well. Mm. Uh, I think that needs to be the goal now is to not just be as good, but be better. And I am certain that we can achieve that. So what's next? <laughs>